We've got some transfer portal news, some recruiting news, and some value news based on college, uh, Fox on College Football's uh, estimations. We'll talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And for those of you who enjoy the visual effects, make sure you go to YouTube, check out Locked On Sooners there, and subscribe. We're about 230. 30 subscribers away from reaching our goal of a thousand by the end of the year. So hopefully you'll join up and uh, join the show over on that front, but a lot of news to talk about it. I know it's been a couple days since we last checked in. I hope you checked out Friday's episode with Parker Thune of OU insider and two, four, seven sports who gave us a lot of the lowdown on some of the recruiting front, but we got some, some excellent recruiting news. That's that's coming the Oklahoma Sooners way. We got some news on the transfer portal, but let's start on the recruiting front. Uh, one of the kind of the big issues with Lincoln Riley leaving was just kind of all the turnover that was happening on the recruiting trail. A lot of the 2022 commits decommitted 2023s as well. And one of those decommits was Kobe McKenzie, the linebacker uh, out of Lubbock, who was one of the best linebackers in his recruiting class or is one of the best linebackers in his recruiting class. He had been committed to the Oklahoma Sooners for years now, uh, I, th- I believe since he was a sophomore. And so it was a bit of a surprise when he decommitted, although, you know, when coaching changes happen, you expect some of that to, to occur, but he recommitted to the Oklahoma Sooners to on Tuesday, no Monday, sorry. And it looks like it's full speed ahead for him after meeting with Brent Venables. And I think that just goes to show the, the amazing impact that Brent Venables and his kind of pared down staff right now is doing for the Oklahoma Sooners. He's made a few hires, you know, Ted Roof, uh, reportedly Brandon Hall, the defensive coordinator at Troy, who's got some, some experience coaching linebackers and special teams, uh, Miguel Chavez or Chavis, uh, the, player development coach from Clemson. So he's starting to put it together, his defensive staff. It's not really fully formed yet, and, and they're still making big waves, getting that flip back from Texas, which is huge. I, I think like to be able to get a guy that just decommitted from you to recommit after committing to your rival, uh, I mean, it goes to show like this kid's heart was set on playing for the Sooners, got a little bit of cold feet during the coaching change, which, you know, it's understandable. You don't know what the leadership's going to look like. You don't know if you're going to jive with them with the leadership much, but obviously he hit it off with Brent Venables and the staff, and also got to give a big shout out to Bob Stoops and the guys that were outgoing as well. I mean, you know those defensive guys that weren't staying part of the program, Brian Odom in particular. You know, like the way he left, I think it kind of said a lot about the the Oklahoma program. It said a lot about Brent Venables because Odom had a history with Venables. And I was actually a little bit surprised that he wasn't retained to stay on staff, but it's clear that Venables wants to have a fully new Brent Venables style of defensive staff. And the fact that they're able to retain McKenzie, I think that's huge for, for Venables in this 2022 class that looked really shoddy 
just a week ago. Uh, you know, this was a class that by 247 Sports team rankings for 2022 was down to 27th in the country just a week ago. And now, based on 247's kind of composite raising, ratings, they're back up to 12 now. You look over at On3, uh, the kind of more of the – they're a newer recruiting network, but doing just as good a work as 247 Sports. They're now – they've got Oklahoma in the top 10 in 2022. And National Signing Day – or early the early signing period hasn't even begun yet. That starts on Wednesday where you know these kids can start signing their letters of intent. And that so that that could even raise you know rise higher. They've they've got offers out to several more four star players. Uh, Deshaun Brown out of Oklahoma, edge rusher could be a big get for them. Uh, you got the the wide receiver out of Florida who was um, who received who was I think the first offer or maybe the second offer that um, that the offensive staff gave uh, after Coach Levy was hired. Um, the first one being Nick Evers, who also committed to the Oklahoma Sooners on Monday. An- another huge get. Um, to, regardless of what happens with Caleb Williams, I will say, I think it's huge to get another top-level recruit. This is a guy that ranks anywhere from 8 to 10 in the country uh, in the quarterback class of 2022. To be able to get him on board for 2022, I think that's that's huge for your program because as we've seen – and you're seeing it all over the country right now. The transfer portal is just is full of quarterbacks. And you don't know, like you hope that the guy that you've got is going to stay with you throughout his eligibility. But you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we've seen Tanner Mordecai and Chandler Morris move on. Uh, Spencer Rattler has now moved on, which we'll talk about in the next segment. And we still don't know really what Caleb Williams' future is going to hold. Parker on, on Friday, who's been in touch with Caleb, who's known him for a while, um, it just his gut instinct tells him that Caleb Williams is going to stay. Uh, John Hoover of all Sooners on SI seems to think, or it, basically what on based on what he's heard, he doesn't think Caleb Williams is going to make any kind of proclamation or announcement or decision until after the Oklahoma Sooners play their bowl game uh, in the Alamo bowl later this month. And so still a lot to be determined on that front. It's important that you get a, a quarterback that you feel is capable of playing high level college football can start for you. Uh, and the Oklahoma Sooners as early as 2022, if necessary, because otherwise on your roster, you got Ralph Rucker, Ralph Rucker, Ben Harris, and uh, Micah Bowens, which, you know, could be quality players. You never know, but that's, you know, two walk-ons and a guy that transferred from Penn state. So it, it remains to be seen what kind of the level of quality is there, but you don't really want to go into 2022 uh, with those as your only options. So getting Nick Evers on board. Now this is a guy who's a dual threat player, uh, had a better 2020 than he did in 2021, just from a completion percentage standpoint. Uh, also threw more touchdowns, had fewer interceptions. Uh, but in, in 2021, he combined for 33 touchdowns, both running and and uh, throwing. He had 14 rushing touchdowns. So it says a lot about his dual threat ability. Uh, leading a flower mound team that didn't really have a great season. They were five and six on the year. But again, if you've followed the show for much of the last year or year plus that I've, I've been running it, then you know that I'm a firm believer that football is a team sport. It's not just one guy that, that uh, carries all the weight, even though the quarterback is the person that gets all the exposure, all the kind of all the accolades. Um, it, it takes a full roster of guys to make a football team successful. It's not just a quarterback as we've seen, you know, like we can look back on the 2021 season for the Oklahoma Sooners and, while quarterback play at times was, was a bit sketchy, 
you look deeper into what happened in those games and it was beyond just the quarterbacks, whether it was Spencer Rattler starting or Caleb Williams starting, there was much more going on there than just the quarterback play. Was that a big part of it at times? Absolutely. And so I'll be interested in to see what Nick Evers looks like when he gets on campus. I think he needs to probably add a little bit of muscle to him. Uh, but just watching some of his, his tapes, some of his highlights, he looks like a guy that's got a really nice arm. He's very accurate. He looks like he moves well in, in, his, in the pocket, has a really quick drop. He gets to his drop pretty quick with good footwork. Uh, the mechanics look like they're pretty solid. Uh, so it looks like he's got really, gotten really good coaching at Flower Mound, and, and I think that will just continue to help him as he gets under Jeff Levy and the Oklahoma Center's coaching staff. But coming up next, let's talk about some players that were on the move in the transfer portal for the Oklahoma Sooners, what it means, and what we could expect maybe from another Sooner that might be in the portal or might be on the move in the portal coming up next. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, it's March toward the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKED ON or our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. I also want to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props and basketball props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of in basketball. You can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made and more. You can use passing yards and interceptions in football as well. And all of you can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 using our promo code locked on. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win even more, up to 10 times on any entry. And that's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not playing against other users. You are playing against prize picks. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. It offers safe and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code Locked on or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy and today's episode is brought to you by sonos sonos is the official sponsor of espn college football go to sonos.com to learn more and i also want to talk to you about the locked on college football ultimate college football playoff preview Thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day, but get ready for the ultimate college football playoff preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. So make sure you check that out. Stay tuned to Locked On Podcast Network for that. Uh, it'll be showing up in your feed uh, in the ultimate preview as well. It's always a great time when we get all of our analysts together to discuss what's going on across the college football world there's going to be some great games in the college world playoff and i'm excited to, to talk and dig into those with you as well I'm, I'm excited about the playoff i think it's going to be a really a, a lot of fun i like the matchups that they've got in the in the semifinals that'll be a lot of fun as well so let's talk about the transfer portal news broke late monday night if you're watching this show it's it's monday night where we we recorded uh if you're listening to the show it'll be available on tuesday but uh a lot of good stuff happening right now spencer rattler Austin Stogner headed to the real USC 
South Carolina to join Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks uh, out east, joining the SEC. So really interesting stuff that's going to be happening there. Uh, Spencer Rattler was rumored to be going to UCLA. We had a, a story over on the Sooners Wire where there was a crystal ball projection made by 247 Sports that had him heading to join Chip Kelly and the Bruins. But he'll be joining Shane Beamer. So that's a lot of fun. I, I like that Stogner is going with him as well. I think these were two guys that just had off years. And we talked about it a little bit in the first segment. We've talked about it at times this year where the offense just never really looked like it was on track much of the year. It was very inconsistent from the play calling to the quarterback, to the receivers, the offensive line, the way it just looked, just looked off. It never looked like the efficient, uh, consistent offense that we'd come uh, become accustomed to under Lincoln Riley. And some of that, I, I don't know if it was just, they had so many talented options that they wanted to get the ball to that it put stress on the quarterbacks to not really know which way to go. Uh, it made it hard on, on Lincoln Riley to determine which you know guys they should be trying to scheme the ball towards. Um, but you know, Austin Stockton was a guy that had a really, really good 2020 season, averaged 16 yards per reception, uh, had three touchdowns, 26 catches, 400 something yards. I think he was third on the team and totally in receiving yards in just eight games. Like he was, he was really playing really good football that year. And then he got injured in Kansas, was out the rest of the season. Uh, the infection kind of set him back in his recovery. But he was a guy that I think most people expected to have an even bigger year in 2021. Looked healthy, didn't really seem limited at all, but the usage just wasn't there. They they didn't really give him as much of, of a look as they did in 2020. I mean, he was rotating with Braden Willis and Jeremiah Hall, and it seemed like that was like a legit rotation. And Jeremiah Hall even at times became like the, the number one H-back slash tight end. And Jeremiah Hall's great. He's a great player. He makes a lot of plays for you. But it was really baffling to see that they weren't able to find a way to use Dawson Stogner more than they did. I mean, he had one game where he had three receptions or more. Just one. I mean, in only a few games where he had two or more receptions. Like, this is a guy you couldn't get the ball to more. We saw it in Bedlam. He had that. He still has that athleticism, that playmaking ability. But why did it take until Bedlam to get him involved in the offense? When at times, like, it looked like you could have used somebody, a big body over the middle, to get your offense going. And for Spencer Rattler, I mean, I think it's a great place to kind of reset and potentially reestablish his his coat, you know, his, his playing career and potentially reboost his drafts, his draft stock. Cause he's going to go to the sec and play in the East where he'll, you know, get to play against some really tough competition. Like they'll play Georgia and he'll get to play Clemson, which will be really tough. If he's able to play well in those games that are really bode well for him come the 2023 NFL draft, it'll help him to kind of revitalize what the, you know, what kind of what the nation thinks about him as a quarterback. I still think he's a really good quarterback. I still think he's got a lot of talent. I mean, the talent doesn't just go to go away. Even if it didn't really work out well here, it didn't work out well for Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma. I don't think that's all on him. I think the way that the offense just kind of played as a whole and the way the offense was called, it just didn't seem to really fit what he was doing well. And what he was doing well at times, when he was at his best, I'll say this, when Spencer Rattler was at his best, he was getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And I think that's what we saw in the Kansas State game. They weren't trying to develop these long down the field, you know, pass 
uh, route combinations. They were trying to get the ball out of his hand, take what was underneath against Kansas State, and he was efficient. He was 21 of 24. The guy completed 75% of his passes this year. And I think that part of the, what we saw with some of Caleb Williams' struggles towards the end of the season against Iowa State, Baylor, and in the second half against Oklahoma State is that Oklahoma kind of got away from scheming to get the ball to their receivers underneath and allowing them to make plays in the passing game. They became too reliant on the downfield ball, too reliant on the deep passing game. And while that worked against like Texas Tech, it worked against Texas, it worked against TCU, it didn't, you know, against better defensive teams. <laughs> I, I even hate to throw Kansas out there as one of them, but they're a well-coached team. Against Iowa State, Baylor, and Oklahoma State, the deep passing game was taken away and Oklahoma didn't adjust. And so when I say that what happened with Spencer Rattler and even to an extent Caleb Williams, I don't think it was completely on them. I think this was a situation where Lincoln Riley became too dependent on the downfield passing game that they didn't adjust away from it. They didn't start taking what was under underneath and start taking what was available to them just to keep the ball moving, keep the chains moving. And I mean, as we look back on, on Lincoln Riley's kind of tenure over this season with the Oklahoma Sooners, a lot of it just looked disjointed. You know, we didn't see a lot of those underneath drag routes where, you know, they were trying to free the guy up to get, get open in space. We didn't see a lot of like slat, slant flat combinations where it would have been nice to get a guy like Michael Woods the ball quickly in the route and then let him make a play. We didn't see a lot of, I mean, we saw Jaden Hazelwood get those opportunities, but he's not as great with the ball in his hands after the catch like Michael Woods or Mario Williams or Marvin Mims. And so I, I think Spencer Rattler, Austin Stogner going to, to South Carolina to the real USC. I think it, it it's really interesting. And I think it's going to be a really fascinating story to watch next season in the SEC, because this is going to be a team that they went from two and eight in 2020 to six and six in Shane Beamer's first year, got bowl eligibility, beat Florida, beat Auburn. I mean, now, and now they're getting two really solid uh, passing game options. Obviously one of the best quarterbacks that they've ever recruited or ever had on that roster. And then Austin Stogner, a guy that's going to be another year removed from his injury and even in better shape come 2022, who is a really good tight end that just didn't get utilized enough here. That didn't get used enough for whatever reason. What, for whatever reason, he didn't see the field as much as he should have. He's going to get the he's going to get the opportunity next year with Shane Beamer and the Carolina Gamecocks. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, if Oklahoma's in the SEC, potentially they'll face him. It's not looking like Oklahoma will be in the SEC based on what everybody seems to be saying. But hey, the 2022 college football season is a long way from now. There's no telling what will happen. I don't think when we were sitting here this time last year that we thought that a move to the SEC was at all possible. And yet, the move, a move to the SEC is not only possible, but it's going to be happening at some point in the next few years. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, coming up next, let's talk about some hoops. Got some big hoops wins over the weekend, and we'll talk about that here on Locked on Sooners. But first, let me talk to you about Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order for the perfect gift package. 
For $99.99, that's $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use promo code COLLEGE, you also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks, incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword college. So yeah, let's talk about some Oklahoma Sooners hoops. They got some big wins over the weekend, both on the men's and the women's side of things. Oklahoma got its second uh, top 15 win uh, in NCAA hoops by knocking off Arkansas. The men's side did. Uh, just another fantastic game from Porter Mosier's crew. They were, I mean, they were up big on uh, on Arkansas in this game, so big that they their coach got ejected from the game. Um, and these guys were just pouring it on. I mean, it was a wonderful treat to see Oklahoma just shoot the way that they did. Um, and yeah, they're they're a team that's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I've already I've had a blast just watching them this season. Um, they they just are a team that's going to take some time to come together because of all the players that they had coming in in the transfer portal. But they're a team that can play. They're a team that can shoot and, and shoot well. You know, especially when a guy like Emoji Gibson is hitting from three like he did against the Razorbacks. He was four of seven. I think that bodes well for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, but what I think they do well and and when they're playing at their best is they're moving the ball around. They had 18 assists in this game, and, and that's what allows them to get open looks and get open shooters. Uh, you, you know, look at a guy like Jordan Goldwire had another efficient day. Um, he had he was four of seven from the field, two of two from three point range, four of four from the line, but also added six assists. I mean, you had five guys in double figures each with at least 11 points. And Jalen Hill, I think, continues to be one of your most important players. He's had a really, really great start to the season. You know, he played limited, I think, last year for the Oklahoma Sooners. You know, a lot of the guys were, were in and out of the lineup with COVID. But Jalen Hill has really had a really great start to the year. You know, he played 35 minutes for the Sooners, was 4-5, or five, uh, had eight rebounds. Um, and, again, another solid 11 points. Uh, Tanner Groves, 5 of 8, 16 points. And then Elijah Harkless, man, the, the heart and soul of this team leads the way with 21 points. And the great thing about him is he does it on both the offensive and the defensive side of the floor. And he's someone that you can rely on to give a maximum effort every single time he goes out there. And, you know, he's just somebody that, that you can build your team around because he's going to give it everything he's got. He's that glue guy that not only can he – he can win win games on the offensive side of the floor like we're seeing now, but he can win it on the defensive side as well. And I I can't wait to see what this team does because they're eight and two on the season. Got two top fifteen wins now, uh, first against Arkansas, and then recently against or before that against Florida. Um, it's a team that's building a really strong resume. Yeah, that loss to Butler was disappointing. Like, had the loss to Utah State as well, but. They've got a really st- strong resume to start the season against Florida, against Arkansas. And, you know, they got a tough game against UTA coming up next week or at the end of the week. And then one more b- b- with Alcorn State, and then they'll start Big 12 play. And, you know, they'll have several opportunities 
along the way in non-conference play against a, a team like Auburn, who's currently ranked number 13 in the country. Uh, but they'll have a lot of top 25 opportunities to, to get their, their resume built up to have a really nice seed uh, come NCAA tournament time. Cause I, I'm, I'll throw it out there now. I believe this is a team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. They're a team that's starting to play really, really good basketball together. They're moving the ball really, really well, and they're playing well on both sides of the floor. And that's the thing that's, that frustrated Arkansas so much uh, in the, in the win is the defensive capabilities of the Sooners. I mean, they, they forced how many turnovers on this one? It was they forced 16 turnovers, or sorry, forced 14 turnovers. Um, and they held Arkansas to 34% shooting and then just 29% from three, uh, while they themselves shot 54.9 from the field. Yeah, if you if you can hold teams under 35% shooting from the field, that's gonna bode really, really well for you. Um, and you're gonna win a lot of games that way. And then on the women's side of things, Maddie Williams, they continue to just play great basketball themselves. They're now nine and one on the season, got a win over number 16 BYU. Uh, and they're beginning to put themselves in, in a must watch category themselves. They, they're, you know, after a kind of early season loss, you know, they, they lost to number nine Oregon by just five points. You know, they've rattled off six straight. Um, and yeah, they're going to be a team to watch as well, just like the, the men's side of things are. And, and I, I think what's great about Oklahoma basketball is kind of what's great about the football team right now is both uh, Porter Mosier and Jenny, I'm going to butcher her last name, and Branchich, Brant, Bransky. I'm sorry, it's terrible. I'm going to learn that name, and I'll get back to you on that. Um, and... They're going to they're they're reinfusing so much energy into this this program. Uh, this is no disrespect to Lon Kruger, to Lincoln Riley, um, but th- this is a team that just needed or a program that just kind of needed a bunch of new blood. And the the coaching hires they made they all bring a bunch of energy. I love the video from the post game of uh, the women's coach kind of going to the locker room and. Um, pouring water on the players, like using the big Gatorade jug and and um, and hitting them with the water. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's it was just really really cool to see. Just the like I said, the energy that is there. Um, it's you love to kind of see that that from a college program, and it's a team that is trying to build themselves back up. You know, especially on the women's side, you know, they, they were a team that was really, really good for a long time. And then they kind of had a couple down years, but now they're starting to build something back up to where they can be one of the premier programs in college basketball again, hopefully uh, under new leadership. But again, great weekend of college hoops for the, for the Oklahoma Sooners. And I think a lot of great things to come for them as well. But I'm looking forward to watching more of that, talking more about that with you. But I mean, we've got still so much football to talk about. And that's going to kind of carry the show a little bit, but we'll, we'll dig into uh, the basketball as things go on as well. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Make sure you are subscribed to the show on YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Make sure you read my work over the Sooners Wire. And we'll continue to talk about recruiting as early signing period comes in the next couple of days. And uh, 
Let me know how you feel about the show in the comment section. Looking forward to, to more great things um, from the Oklahoma Sooners program. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Sooners fan, to be a Sooners analyst. And this is just a lot of, there's just a lot of good things happening, a lot of good vibes coming from the program right now. And we'll continue to talk about it more. And until tomorrow, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>